we are continuing our talk about all the things that Jesus confronts mm-hmm. um, in our systems. And, and we're kind of, one of the reasons I wanted to start do this series was because um, we are experiencing, I think, and seeing there's a, um, especially uh, among m- m- most of us who exist comfortably in the dominant cultural narrative, we are we are being exposed to and seeing the ways um, that our systems work. Right? There's a well, way, and, there's and the how language, they don't the work, conversation. Yeah, right? but like, how they are how they are affecting our lives in the lives of the people that we love, mm-hmm. in the lives of marginalized people who we've been invited to to love and care for, and um, how the impact on our neighbors and in our neighborhoods. Right. And so. Um, well, I've been fascinated. I'm sorry. Did I no, interrupt? Okay. I paused. <laughs> well, <laughs> I took a breath. <laughs> go ahead. This, well, this week, there's been a lot of discussion uh, in uh, different circles talking about economics uh, and uh, discussing the revelation uh, that people are experiencing, seeing. Uh, I mean, I think we've always known that there was a disconnection between Wall Street and Main Street, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the language that mm-hmm. they'll use. Mm-hmm. But... Um, in this time when so many uh, average working folks are hurting, the stock market is just fine. And a lot of people are uh, discussing how that reveals the brokenness in the economic system. And not just like lefties, right? Like middle of the road, even some uh, folks right of center um, talking about how the system itself is built. And this reveals that in the system, right? Because the markers for a healthy economic system have almost always included these these um stuff i don't even really understand because i'm not in that class <laughs> that investment class right mm-hmm. um but that that has always been like the markers and they're seeing that that's fine but people are suffering and hurting and so it reveals the brokenness in our system mm-hmm. and and um so i've been fascinated with the fact that there's folks uh in on like mainstream kind of uh, thought out there critiquing Right. Because that seems to be um, the death nail for a lot of uh, uh, um, either either media or, or uh, political folks. And you just get um, shoved off as like a, a leftist or that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And there's folks just being honest saying, hey, this shows us there's there's problems with this mm-hmm. system. And it's it's been surprising and refreshing to me that there are people actually discussing that. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. Is that it? So, <laughs> so is you know, the economy, watch more YouTube and we'll see you guys next yeah. week. So the question you're asking is, is the economy of the kingdom of God similar to our economy? Right. That's kind of what we're 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 trying to contrast um, the systems, the kingdom of this world and the systems in the kingdom of God. And um, and so the question that we're starting with and engaging with this morning is, is the king is the economy of the kingdom of God similar to our economy? So. Right, or the values of that, right? Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I have heard, and you, you and I have both obviously grown up in the church, um, then having our vocation be in the church, we have sat through a lot of sermons, like a lifetime's worth of sermons, maybe more than a lifetime's worth of sermons. <laughs> and we've, I, I remember sermons where uh, pastors will get up and claim that um, they've you know, surveyed the Bible and that the economic system that we have mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. the closest thing to a biblical system of, of economy. Right. Right, out of anything out there. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> and, and I've just been flabbergasted by mm-hmm. that. Because I, I don't understand how that's an honest reading of, of Scripture. Um, and so this is a huge topic, right? Like that idea. Even, even the question we start with is the values of the, like, the economy of the kingdom of God, um, you know, compatible with the, uh, the values of our economy. Right? That's a massive mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. So we can't tackle that in one talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we we're talking about focusing down right mm-hmm. so today we're just going to talk about the concept of wealth mm-hmm. right just uh so um we're, we're talking about that having extra that that mm-hmm. w- w- a large amount more right, right. than what right. it takes to put clothing 
Uh, as a matter of fact, a lot of folks who talk about this will say that um, kind of the markers for poverty is do you have uh, money for food, for clothing, for housing, and for education? Mm-hmm. You know, you know in, include that. And, um, and so if you have those needs met and then you have an excessive amount more, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Right? I mean, wealth, wealth. Is, usually when we talk about wealth, we're talking about accumulation. Right, we're talking right. about the accumulation yeah, of resources, not up. just enough to survive, yeah. but the accumulated um, amount. And 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 yeah, the economics at large, right, is is about production, consumption, and the transfer of wealth. Right. And um, so we have a, and we've grown up like you were saying, whether we've grown up in a church where we've heard that the capitalist um, way is the closest, like you're saying, or just growing up in this system, there are things, it's like a first language. We've talked about Mm -hmm. this. It's just what we know. It's just all that, you know, we, and so there are so many things I think that I acknowledge that I just take for granted. Mm -hmm. And part of it is because I don't know, and maybe it's just not an area of interest for me, but it's also, it's just what you breathe in. It's just the the system in which you were born into. It's just what we're used to. And so, uh, a question maybe to pose to our people they can and can respond in the chat is yeah. um, what do you what do Americans what is our society what do you think about wealth or the wealthy like if I say oh they're well like how do we perceive wealth right how do we perceive and how do we understand those who have lots of resources yeah well if you're posing it to them we need mm-hmm. to qualify the answer we're looking for is not a woke answer <laughs> yeah. right woke yes <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> right. I mean, uh-huh. all right, so you really want them to respond well, in the can, chat? Well, they can as we're talking about it. Yeah. yeah. Keep going. So one of the things is that, I mean, it, we talk about this and, and even some of the church circles that we've been in mm-hmm. um, that have leaned maybe a little more prosperity gospel, right, is that the blessings of God mm-hmm. um, are show, show up in material ways, right? right? So if I have more mm-hmm. material then God must be blessing me more. Yeah. And maybe that's because I'm following all the rules that God's laid out for me or, you know, I don't know. I don't, I mean, for me, it was definitely tied to um, if I don't sin, Mm. right? Mm. If I don't mess up, then God can bless me. Yeah, well, that makes sense. So the reason I don't have a lot of money in my checking account is because somehow I'm messing up. Yeah, And if I could just get it right. So it's a moralistic kind of teaching from the circle that we come from, right? I mean, it was moral, like all of that was tied in together for God blessing me and the way that that blessing was going to come was materially. Right, yeah. Well, And And if I struggled, it just meant that it was pointing to a flaw in my moral character. Right, and there's no denying that there is imagery of um, like provision and even excess being given to people in scripture as seen as like something they should be thankful for as from God. Yeah. Right. That's absolutely true. And so maybe a way to think about the kind of biblical imagery of uh, material goods and in, in that kind of blessing is that everything we have comes from God mm-hmm. for all of us all right like if if mm-hmm. you are a, a person that believes in a creator mm-hmm. then literally mm-hmm. everything that is created comes from God is given to us by God what it doesn't mm-hmm. go as far as is going that because you have these things from God that that shows God's endorsement of you or right, and we'll or, get into that a little bit. Of right. right, I mean, because we can, we see, we experience accumulation of wealth that is not in a godly right way. Yeah. So yes, so God created sense. that, and He put that out there, right. and then somehow it ended up that one million is right here in this pocket, yeah. and one dollar is over here. And the can question is, this? how does that happen? Let me say this right. about interpreting stories in Scripture. Sometimes I feel like we read these stories and act as if the original writers and the original readers didn't have the common sense that we have. Sure, absolutely. So we act as if like they say something and they didn't have the common sense thought in the back of their head. So they'll be saying something about God's blessing as if they're not aware Mm -hmm. that they're, and and then of course there are plenty of writings in scripture where even Habakkuk, we we referenced last mm-hmm. week mm-hmm. Um, had 
that questioning, like, mm-hmm. God, how do you allow the wicked to, to oh. prosper so much? Right. That's always, mm-hmm. uh, so it's a tension there. And mm-hmm. so it's, it, yeah, like There's a proverb, nuance. like generally speaking, right, right, right. right. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, I love what some of 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 your what you're bringing up here. Um, yeah, Juanita, too much to who much is given, much is required. So then, right, like there mm. was there was a pressure almost and a burden, I think, too, in some ways, mm-hmm. um, uh, an experience in that experience and talking about wealth and blessing and all that. And then. Um, uh, Yes, Diane, common thought is that anyone who is willing to work hard can be successful and wealthy. And that's absolutely an American sure. Puritan. Yeah, yeah, work absolutely. ethic. And then, yeah. and then the, and we've talked about this before. I think Donna was one of the people that brought to light this, right? Is that then where we, where there is white supremacy, supremacy, mm. but white supremacy in particular mm. is that the reason why you define that for why, folks listening before you go on because sometimes i think we use that term white supremacy you and i've had this conversation mm-hmm. a lot so i just want to make sure we clarify you're not saying someone part of a white supremacist organization right like I'm a saying, skinhead or and a, i was going to get to this in this in in talking about wealth. sorry so no it's like but that as though we um uh, if you have wealth, then you're better. So if you are white and you're like, hey, I was able to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason, so what happens is we turn it, we go, the reason these black folks don't have, these black communities don't mm-hmm. have is because they're not working hard enough. Mm. Because they're, right? And so that is a supremacy. Like, right. I'm better than you. That's why. Right. And um, anyway, and and without looking at the systems or the things that have happened that have actually made it unequal right um there isn't right yeah. in order to achieve said wealth yeah. or or whatever that is um so it's evidence of a greater uh work ethic it's evidence of uh superior heritage mm-hmm. uh it's it's evidence of maybe even superior intelligence that that would be all different um ways that americans look at wealth mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so they're hesitant to mm-hmm. critique yeah uh well, and, and then I think there's also an element of like um, covetousness, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like something in your heart, you're like, mm-hmm. I want what they have. Yeah. So I can't critique that because I, that's what I want. Right, right, right. right. And we've been, I think we've kind of, um, and, and even in church and in faith circles, it's sort of because we elevate, this is my, I think we elevate those who are wealthy. I think we still do that. Mm-hmm. I look at someone who has a lot of resources and I am envious mm-hmm. and I'm covetous of whatever it is that they have or the ease at, at which they're able to navigate life or, mm-hmm. or what it looks, you know, from my point of view, what it looks like to be them. Sure. And then even in church circles, we might um, elevate those people in our system, in our particular systems, we might look at, oh man, if I could just be like that person who mm-hmm. has, you know, and, and it might even be for good reasons, like, oh, because I would be that generous or whatever that is, yeah. but we elevate wealth mm-hmm. and we elevate the wealthy. And we think that some, you know, and maybe in the back of our minds, there's a little bit, oh, God must be blessing them more right. than he's blessing oh, me. Sure. Yeah. Um, there we go into comparative, you know, with, uh-huh. with one another. Um, and then, and it's even fed, you know, Eric commenting on that old Pentecostalism, right? So if I want, if I want that in my heart, I see those things and I want that and we're elevating that in our religious and in our faith and in our civic circles, then I go, then it's really easy to manipulate me. Mm-hmm. Sow a seed, you know, right. if you just give a little bit of money here, God's going to write and it plays on my own envy and my covetousness, yeah. right? It doesn't, actually address my mm, envy wow. it manipulates it and uses it for their for that entity right. or that personal benefit yeah um and i think that i think that what god wants to do and what jesus wants to do what the spirit of god wants to do in our hearts is is not manipulative and it's not to to the feeling after should not be I am shame and guilt mm-hmm. and not good enough and not blessed enough and not enough mm-hmm. right i mean that's a good flag that's a good check on right. that stuff yeah. um but i think there's a way in which i know in my own heart even as we're talking about this that the that wealth and the wealthy even the other day i i had written this for lower down in the sermon but honestly i was i was on the roof the other day and i was talking to a friend of mine and she told she told me how much money another pastor in portland was making as a pastor mm-hmm. and I'm an Enneagram. First of all, I'm an Enneagram four. So I just live in envy. Like that's just how I exist. (laughs) So immediately I'm envious of this person's, you know, and I'm comparing like, was it me? 
you know, it wasn't you. <laughs> and, and I'm comparing my salary to his, like, and I'm comparing the work, right? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm just like mad, right? And so Enneagram 4, Envy. And then my three, the achievers, like, well, I can get that, right? Yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. just, like, the, the, I have, I know my own, like, my heart, yeah. my soul, my body. Like, I have a wrong relationship. Mm-hmm when it comes to wealth. And that has been conditioned both in religious and in civic mm. areas. Wow. And I think God wants to free us. I think he Absolutely. wants to free yes. us. Yes. And, um, and, ha- and, and he wants us to have a, a right relationship with him, with God, actually. Yes. I think that's what God wants. Yes. And it, uh, it impacts and addresses wealth, which right. is what we're talking about today. Yeah. So what is yeah, Jesus's? So, yeah, oh, what's yeah? Yeah, what does Jesus have to say? So Jesus, right. tell us what you have to. What do you have to say about wealth? Yeah. So many of you probably already see where we're going with this. The story of the rich young ruler is um, where Jesus has this head-on confrontation uh, with the wealthy and the powerful. And so we're looking at that story as it is told in Matthew chapter nineteen, and um, we'll pick up in verse sixteen. And uh, this morning we're reading from the, uh, the NET, the New English Translation, and it says this. Now, someone came up to him, to Jesus, and said, Teacher, what good thing must I do to gain eternal life? He said to him, Why do you ask me about what is good? Uh, there is only one who is good. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. Which ones, he asked. This, I, I love this, this right here. So, this is yeah. fascinating, right? Which ones? It shows us there was a lot more nuance of thought among theological thinkers in this age, hmm. right? A lot of the time, our um, brand of um, kind of being descendant of fundamentalists that have flattened um, the discussion around the Bible, it is just like, here's the Bible. Do all of it. Right? Like, right, 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 like there's no like uh, idea that we should have a uh, an idea of uh, like guiding principles that are higher than others, right? Anyway, so that's a great little moment there where he's like, well, which ones? Yeah, I'm more like, oh, that sounds like a lawyer. Like, wait, which one? Like to me, or you know, like lawyering your way. Like, okay, what? Tell me what's most yes, important. Yes, I don't, I don't know or, that that's what's going on. That yeah, might it, be. It doesn't might have be to be. Right, that's just kind of how. But by the answer Jesus gives. I think that in their circles of thinking, mm-hmm. um, there was a way to bring a, yeah, yeah, a yeah. hierarchy to this thought, sure. right? Because when he asks which ones, Jesus replies with this. And this is core to how Jesus um, answers other questions about like, what is the greatest commandment? Things like that, right? And um, so which ones? Jesus replied, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself. Now you notice there are five of the six Ten Commandments here that are all about human-to-human interaction, mm. right? When mm. you look at the Ten Commandments, there's six of them that are all about human-to-human interaction. Mm-hmm. There's four of them that have to do with uh, human-to-God, God, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and so they are this picture of love God, love neighbor, which is, mm-hmm. you know, obviously how Jesus answers mm-hmm. when he's asked about the greatest commandment, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the only one that's left out that's a human to human reaction is the one about covetousness, mm-hmm. right? Coveting what somebody else has, mm-hmm. which is an internal uh, aspect here. So there might be something going on here too with like drawing attention to that, to that sin by leaving it out of that grouping, hmm. uh, which is, hmm. you know, hmm. that is fascinating. Jesus is like, I'm going to get to yeah. what I need to get to with you yes. in a minute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that mm-hmm. is how, ra- I've read some places that, that some rabbis uh, throughout time have taught in that way, is they would read everything around the point mm-hmm. that they were trying to get to mm-hmm. with somebody. Yeah. And it would then make them focus like, well, why didn't he mention that one? Yeah. Or, right? or yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> now, I, mean, I don't know that yeah. that's what's going on here. No, I'd like to say that. I'd like to say that there's this sort of like, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm totally with you. I'm with you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jesus, so good, so good. And then yeah. he's like, and didn't. And then yeah, he sort of he like, brings it back around. Like you feel like it's like the movie scene where it just like close yeah. 
up to your gut and heart and you're like, ah, yeah. oh, you got me. Right. Like I thought we were all good. <laughs> and then you just like, yeah. you know, yeah. punch and so, me. And then the last one, love your neighbor as yourself from Leviticus 18, mm -hmm. right? Is the, um, the summation mm -hmm. of, of, of this grouping, mm -hmm. right? So that's how that it's clear that that was how theological thinkers, not just Jesus, but others in this mm -hmm. era would organize this thought mm -hmm. is you had the, the grouping of loving God and the grouping of loving uh, mm -hmm. your neighbor, loving mm -hmm. each other, right? Mm -hmm. Now, this obviously is a consistent theme, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it, but this teaching um, combined with the treatment of the poor, right? Because that's what Jesus gets to later. Mm -hmm. he, he didn't say that right here. But the, this teaching combined with the treatment of the poor made me think of the message in James, mm -hmm. you know, that we, we went through James last year or whenever. Um, and um, James 2... Five uh, says this, listen, my dear brothers and sisters, did not God choose the poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom that he promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor. Are not the rich oppressing you and dragging you into the courts? Do they not blaspheme the good name of the one you belong to? But if you fulfill the royal law as expressed in scripture, you shall love the Lord, uh, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing well, right? So here again, we see this combining of the loving of neighbor and it being directly connected to mm -hmm. the treatment of the poor mm -hmm. and to directly connected and, to mm -hmm. how you treat the wealthy, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? And, and he shows out, he shows an example of um, the elevation of wealth. Actually, previous, we'll get to that. That's, uh, I'm going to read that scripture yeah. later. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to read for a little bit? Sure. Yeah. So verse 20, wherever we were at, I don't know where we're, <laughs> where we're in right now. 19. Chapter 19, um, chapter 19 verse, verse 20. 20. What book are we in? Matthew. Okay. Matthew 19, verse 20. <laughs> the young man said to him, I have wholeheartedly obeyed all these laws. See, that's why I think he's like, I think Jesus is like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give you the ones that you're going to be with me on, uh -huh. you know? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah totally good. Um, you've obeyed all these laws. What do I still lack? And Jesus said to him, if you wish to be perfect, I think like complete, uh -huh. right? Whole, uh -huh. if you want to get this whole thing right, right. you want to all at it wholehearted, okay, um, wholehearted in it, go sell your possessions and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. Hmm. But when the rich young, when the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful for he was very rich. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Now I thought this was cool. Craig Keener, the, um, uh, commentator said that, uh, if you do a comparative study, with other Greek traditions, mm -hmm. um, they also report this kind of image, right? Mm. The idea of an aristocratic young person, young man, mm -hmm. who wanted to study under like a famous teacher, mm -hmm. um, but they just were too spoiled to carry out what the teacher demanded, mm. right? And mm. this is this is a, a fairly uh, mm -hmm. common, you know, sort of thing. Mm. And so, um, and of course, you know, with our method of interpreting, we go, oh. Does that, what was happening then affect us now? Do we see these kind of similar things in the wealthy mm -hmm. today? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So where we have someone who's saying, I want to follow, I want to be a part of this, but in the end, and I, well, I, I want to be associated with this, a uh, famous, a popular, uh -huh. a well-known, um, yeah. teacher yeah, or yeah. whatever, a, a celebrity. And, and this goes to, uh, Rachel commented in, in the chat, mm. um, and that I alluded to sort of this. This elevation of, we have this elevation, we do an elevation celebrity thing in our culture and in our context, mm -hmm. even in, in our faith circles, right? And so I was thinking about this, like, do the wealthy, you, you asked, do the wealthy in our day do similar things? And I would say, yeah, like there's a, there's a, what, what, what we see is pop, the popular guru, of that right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like you want to go you you want to be connected or tied to them or known by them or yeah, yeah. or even maybe it is that we want to learn something glean something off of them because and, and maybe it's because we want it for ourselves uh, you know I, mm -hmm. I don't know whatever that is um but i think we also want the distance from being held responsible to actually following those things mm -hmm. so an example to me is what i would see like on twitter Right. Where people like, oh, I'm going to retweet that famous person mm -hmm. or that famous thing. And I, and like, oh, that's a great, like uh, a, 
uh, I see this in Christian culture. Like our Christian celebrities, would they say something really awesome? We retweet it and then like forget about it three days later. You know what I mean? There's uh-huh. no accountability or holding to actually having to live. Yeah, to actually to, be to discipled. live those things out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that is part of the danger, right, of not being and maybe on purpose why we don't enter into close community, you know, mm-hmm. and proximity in when it comes to faith and 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 that. Um, but um, I think there's also in our system, like I was thinking about this, I think our system actually also sustains a way in which resources, if you are wealthy, you get to be close to the best, right? right? So like, let's say, let's say I wanted to go study theology, mm-hmm. right? And I'd be like, oh, I know this famous theologian and this famous theologian. Well, if I want to go study with them, how much wealth do I have to have actually right. in order to go study yeah. with that particular individual? And so we do have these systems set up in which maybe wealth, you know, whatever brings access to, Absolutely. and you would assume that yes. if you have wealth, you get access to those that, people. And that's the attitude, right? right? That's, right. I think that's what's being drawn out here mm-hmm. is that, you know, this guy believes he can just walk up to Jesus. Everybody else has been called as far as like the, the core group, the mm-hmm. disciples, mm-hmm. right? They've been Jesus called. went and found Jesus them. Went and yeah. found them and called them. Right. Mm-hmm. And he just, assumes he can just walk up yeah. and, and maybe I'm reading into that. That's probably my uh, lower middle class <laughs> upbringing and my, my personal dislike for the, the rich. And that's, I, I always have to, <laughs> my personal dislike I, for the I, rich. I have to, I serious, I have to, uh, I have to be honest with myself and others about that. Right. Yeah. And, and especially in preaching a sermon like this, cause I could let it be personal about my own um, insecurities, right. Around finances. Just name it, but then go, yeah, yeah that's what it is. That's yeah. Because right. <laughs> both can be yeah. true, right? Yes. I can be insecure about uh, my financial standing in the world, but it also can be true that that uh, Jesus critiques the wealthy. Those yes. are two things that are very true. And well, yeah, and we we acknowledge this is the way the system works. Wealth provides access. Absolutely. And if yeah. you are wealthy, you're going to assume. You know, there's an mm-hmm. assumption of you know when you walk into a room, the way people treat you, the way that yeah. right that 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 does genuinely happen. Yeah. Um. Um. But I I kind of I guess I also wanted to draw and I guess based on even what you're talking about right now that when the Bible is talking about wealth, it's it's like in there because we have stories in the Old Testament of God saying I'm going to bless you with wealth, material wealth mm-hmm. like land and animals and yeah, yeah. and grain and you know right. all the things like and and there that is there so it's not it's not that wealth in and of itself as a thing mm. right is inherently bad that's really he, good. there's actually a lot of comments about the wealthy uh-huh. the people who have the wealth yeah. the questions are how was it attained Mm-hmm. And what are you doing with right. it? Right. Yeah, That's what's exactly. being critiqued. Yes. So it's it's and 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 that what we what we see in our systems in the way in which humans work is that wealth is not generally accumulated in a way that is right. Right. And that it's actually by oppressing others that it, we have so much accumulated over in this area yeah. and so little over here. Like that's not that, makes, that wasn't yeah, yeah, like yeah. the that's not a natural like right. Uh-huh. We we've set up systems that do that. And not just us. And that's the flawed. I, that could be part of the backstory. So yes, I'm sorry, I'm getting excited. Um, <laughs> the, I cut you off. Um, that's part. That could be part of the backstory of this guy, mm-hmm. right? Is that his family acquired wealth by violating what was the the law on um, land rights and things mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. um, in the in the. Uh, place of Israel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is what Jesus critiques, the prophets critique, mm-hmm. right? Is is this moving of boundary stones or the taking advantage of widows and taking mm-hmm. their land mm-hmm. that, um, or we preached a few weeks ago um, on the turning the other cheek or, um, you know, that, that mm-hmm. sermon and, mm-hmm. and the idea of the wealthy taking people to courts. James refers to the wealthy taking the poor to court mm-hmm. and that's how they would take their land, yeah. right? Yeah. They, they yes. had predatory loaning practices yes. that allowed 
allowed yes. them to take their land. Yes. And so wealth was built in that way. Yeah. And so it is very possible that that is now I'm not saying that we know this. But that is what was happening. Yeah. And that is what still happens today. And that's why we need to talk about it. And well, the when, reality is like you're saying, it's not like it's different. It was different than like they didn't know nuance or didn't have complicated right. lives right. or that these things weren't like he's like, I mean, he could have in an individualistic society like we live in go, well, I didn't do that. Yeah, why yeah, should yeah. I be? Why should I yes. have to give up what I that was my but, you know, my great, great grandpa or whatever who right. did that. Right. I mean, the problem is that this that predatory system still occurs today. Mm -hmm. The fact that so much wealth in our country was built on the backs of black and brown people continues to be built on black and brown labor on the land yeah. that was taken. on land that was taken. Yeah. I mean, we had the Oklahoma case this this. Yeah, that's this wild. Week, right? How's that going to play out? <laughs> but but. This is what, that is a not God's economy. Exactly. That is not God's way of taking care. Right. Right? And if we are, the question, and again, we're not, I mean, we're, I'm, I'm tangenting here. Mm -hmm. But the question is, if we are invited, if we are now citizens of a different kingdom, if we mm -hmm. are now sons and daughters of a different kind of king and another kind of kingdom, yeah. like, how, how are we supposed to? do this yeah. right and what what should we be calling out and how are we invited to live in a different way and what is that how mm -hmm. does that impact like you know us today yes because it it needs to absolutely Ugh. yeah pain okay. <laughs> yeah and and I think we also so I'm I we're gonna get to maybe a little bit more that I'm posing the question really like I, but yeah. I also want to make mention because I, I kind of keep coming back into our own our own family our own in the church mm -hmm. right and privilege privilege and wealth seems to pursue more privilege and wealth mm -hmm. right I mean the more I I get I get it man like the first time I got to sit in first class I was like this is what it's like you know <laughs> I'm like wait what like what and that like I always think about this when I'm yeah. on the airplane I'm like it's so weird to me that this common thing we do still is like one of the most brazen forms of <laughs> classism right we're like were, were you traveling with Leroy when uh, you Leroy got I don't want to say anything but no you know or it's like when you get to board first that was like totally like yes. I was just like That's what awesome. I have all this room and I can put my luggage like by yeah. my seat yeah. Like this is, I like this. I want more of this privilege. You well, know, there's a reason people like being wealthy. It's not yeah. unpleasant. No, it is not unpleasant. <laughs> it is pleasant. But but um, we 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 take it and and in our in our in and we're like, how can we leverage this? Mm -hmm. Right? Like that's the language we use. How can I leverage what I mm. already have for whatever? You mm -hmm. know, maybe it is more or, or or whatever that is with with whatever intentions we have. Yeah. Um, but. But as you, you've said, and we've seen, I've seen this with you, yeah. um, we've seen the wealthy using their wealth to gain access in church. Yeah, yeah. In church structures and in church leadership. Right. Right? And James is very... He's not positive he's not, about no, it. No, he's not soft about it either. You no, wanna, yeah. So that same passage we were reading from uh, earlier, James 2, uh, in verse 1, says, My brothers and sisters, do not show prejudice... Mm -hmm if you possess faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ. And then he says what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. For if someone comes into your assembly or comes into your church wearing a gold ring and fine clothing and a poor person enters in filthy clothes, do you pay attention to the one who is finely dressed and say, you sit here in a good place? And to the poor person, you stand over there or sit on the floor. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And it doesn't, yeah. And it doesn't even have to be so blatant, even though it is in some places. Yeah. Right. But it's like the favor in which, um, people I've seen this, yes. like yeah. where someone comes in with lots of resources. Right. And they're like, Oh, I'll take care of this and I'll do this for you. And it binds the heart and the actions can bind the heart and the actions and the, the perspective of the faith leader yeah. because now they are tied to right they're right. depending on or tied to or being held by and it might not be on purpose like a conscious right. i think sometimes it is but i think it's just like how we again the way this is the way right the way we know that it works and so we use it yeah and well, that's and why we've made some of the decisions oh. we have with the groves Right, this many years in with the groves, and I'm not trying to toot our own horn. I'm just saying we recognize this from a lifetime of living in the church, mm -hmm. and so one of the decisions we made early on 
was um, to not see the um, the details of giving at the groves. And so we um, always see like final numbers, but we don't see who's giving what. Yeah. So if you're trying to get favor with us, it's not working. No, we have no I idea. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we appreciate it, yeah. but uh, I don't know. Yeah. So you'd have to tell me or give it to me directly if <laughs> yeah. you want to influence me. Um, yeah. The check would have to be made out to Paul Gibbs yeah. and then. <laughs> or I take motorcycles and drum Terrible. equipment. Don't do that. <laughs> That is wrong <laughs> and sinful. It's not what Jesus wants. That's, okay. That's Matthew 19, right. verse 23. We're going to speak this up here. Ducati We're not listening um, to you, Paul. Matthew 19, verse 23. So Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you the truth. It will be hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I say it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter into the kingdom of God. You want to say that certainly quick? he didn't mean sweet. that, right? Literally. I, I'm just... That's a, he did. That was a silly setup. He did mean it literally. We, we've heard this interpretation. Maybe some of you have heard this uh, over the years. About There's, the camel and the eye of the needle. Yeah, that it, it was a gate and that if the camel worked really hard and got on its knees and crawled through the gate, it could get in. Mm. Right? Yeah. And so the, the implication was like, well, you know, it's not saying that the wealthy can't get in. It's just that it's really hard. But that's been debunked by, I mean, there's lots of sor sources you can find. Um, I'll quote the New English translation uh, translator's notes. It says the, the eye of a needle refers to a sewing needle. Um, the gate in Jerusalem, known as the Needle's Eye, was built during the Middle Ages and was not in existence in Jesus' day. So Jesus was saying rhetorically that it is impossible for a rich person to enter God's kingdom uh, unless God intervenes. Mm -hmm. Now, this is where we, what, what we were talking about, what we in our culture feel about the wealthy, we see here that this is the same attitude uh, as the people in that time. Here's Jesus' uh, disciples' reaction. The, the disciples were greatly astonished when they heard this. Like when he's like, it's, it's impossible except by God for the wealthy to uh, enter the kingdom of heaven. And, and they, they asked this question emphatically, you know, well, then who can be saved? Right? If the wealthy can't be saved, the assumption is that the rich are blessed, that the rich are the elite, right? Um, if they can't be saved, who can be? Right? As it goes to the, the, I mean, it's the same psychology, I think, right? Is that they felt as lower class people that they were less than, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? And they were made to feel that way by the wealthy in their society. So they assumed in a religious society mm -hmm. that- It would be the same. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and, and mm -hmm. Jesus refutes that, right? He, mm -hmm. he refutes this, this like natural human reaction to wealth, mm -hmm. right? Because it's mm -hmm. natural to assume the favor of God is evident um, in those who are materially wealthy or mm -hmm. rich. Mm -hmm. But here's the, I think here's the good news is that Jesus didn't come to preach the gospel, to preach the good news to the rich. He wasn't like, right. I'm here to, <laughs> right? Yeah. He literally was like, preach good news to the poor. Right. Blessed are the poor. Yeah. That's who, yeah. Yeah. So Jesus, he looks at the disciples and he says, it's impossible for mere humans, but for God, all things are possible. Then Peter said to him, look, we've left everything to follow you. What will there be for us? Now, I have totally had that reaction to God. Look, mm -hmm. I have left <laughs> You know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? So exactly, and like, it's sort of like, so when does the wealth part <laughs> kick in? Yeah. I'm just wondering. Yeah. Um, Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, in the age when all things are renewed, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel, and whoever has left houses, or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or children, or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. But and many who are first will be last, and the last first. Now, we say this all the time. We hear, we've heard this a lot. The kingdom of God, like the economics of the kingdom of mm -hmm. God, turns the economics of our world on its head, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the one system um, 
right? The ones pushed down uh, by the world's values are elevated in God's kingdom, right? Um, the ones elevated by our systems are humbled in God's kingdom. And, the, and the, you know, and we, we kind of joke, there's no good news for the rich, but that's not really true, right? Yeah. I didn't say there wasn't. I'm just saying that's not what Jesus <laughs> well, said to do. Well, I joke about it. Yeah. Um, and it. But it sounds like the oppressors themselves can be saved, right? Yeah. That's what he's like Nothing with is impossible God. with God. Yeah, yeah. 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 But there's some corrections yeah. that he's bringing. Yeah, and the, the, the opportunity that he gave this rich young ruler was yeah. to sell everything that you have. Right. And where, right, because he's pointing to, I think, the where is your trust? Yep. He, where is it, your yes. faith? What are you? Where does provision come from? Right. Mm-hmm. Where is this coming from? And like, yeah, when Jesus is like, store up treasures in heaven, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I've been sitting with that as uh-huh. we've been doing this, you know, working through this, and I'm yeah. like, oh, I don't like the sound of this. Uh-huh. I'm like, I would actually like a few more treasures in <laughs> my account here. Can I here. diversify my yeah, portfolio? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to make sure it's balanced, yeah. you know? I'm just trying to be balanced about my life. Uh, That's, exactly. yeah. No, you're afraid. Yeah. No, you don't actually yes. trust that God has your back. Oh, you man. actually don't believe that provision comes from God. You think that you're doing it on your own. Mm. Like that's what is You don't true have to preach at me right about now. About my own about heart. Oh man. So, yeah, so what does this mean as we operate Whew. in our systems? You want to do, say your and then I'll go into and then we'll close this. Well, yeah. one thing I, I definitely want to say is that it doesn't reduce well to a capitalist versus socialist slash communist argument. Mm-hmm. And this is what people often do, right? Is um, we act as if our economic system itself has some sort of divine inspiration to it. And so mm-hmm. if you critique it, it's almost the same as, as, as questioning mm-hmm. the, the beliefs in the existence mm-hmm. of God, Yeah. right? Because here's the thing. History shows us that either um, of those economic systems, um, either one, mm-hmm. right? There, there's a rel- in, in either one, there's a relative few uh, who live in exorbitant wealth while the rest live at much lower levels and even in poverty, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? This is clear in, in, mm-hmm. in capitalist systems. Uh, but if you look at uh, communist systems, mm-hmm. um, you know, they... <laughs> in theory, eliminate personal property, but it just so happens the heads of the... Certain uh, people have more yeah, personal property. They have more than, collective yeah. property yeah, yeah. than others, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? It's weird. And so <laughs> human greed operates in any of these systems. Yeah, and yeah. so this is not a uh, Jesus way versus capitalism. <laughs> this is a Jesus way versus human greed and human, uh, uh, like... Um, agreed. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Have, I don't have yeah. a better word. Yeah. 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 I mean, ultimately God's system, God's kingdom does not fit into our systems. Yeah. It's not limited by our systems and can't be contained by our systems. And so I think the, the, the response, the, our response is let's not fit in, be limited by, or be contained by these systems. Yeah. I think we're invited to live in another way. Yeah. Now we are, again, we're swimming in this, in that water, uh-huh. you know, and, and we, we are literally, and I think this is literally the question we need to ask ourselves as we are making decisions and as we are in navigating our lives. Okay, God, how do you want me to respond to this? Mm-hmm. How, okay. I, I, you know, we, we said this when we got the stimulus checks. Yeah. Let's go before God and be like, God, how do you want us to, what do you want us to do with this? Yeah. Right? Um, um, these are, we, to, to go to God and to question. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, that's just a small, that's a small, a small way. But there's way, like, we, we, we should examine the ways in which we're living and where we are, where our trust mm-hmm. is and how it is that we are as a, as some of the wealthiest people in the world. Mm-hmm. What? How do we? Yeah. What do we do? How do we? What is respond? our wealth What do we for? do with that? Right. Um. Um. And and there's just there's so many passages in scripture where they were talking about because I I think what this goes to at least for me and I think for many of us in this system is this sense of there's a comparative culture thing because we're hyper aware of what's around us Mm -hmm. right so if if um, i remember talking about this in my uh, my um, sociology classes right if i have a hundred thousand dollar house but it's in a neighborhood where it's thirty thousand dollar houses but i'm in Mm -hmm. the hundred thousand dollar house i'm Mm -hmm. like oh man i've got so much but if i'm in the hundred thousand dollar house and i'm with 
million dollar homes. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't have anything. Right. It's so compared, like it's so relative, yeah. right? How we see it. And there is a lens with which I think we often look into the world as though what we, it's their scarcity. Mm-hmm. And we are, we are fed that from marketing. We're mm-hmm. fed that in our politics. We're yes. fed that with a fear. There's not enough for everyone. Right. So get yours and hold on. In yeah. fact, get a weapon to hold on to that even more. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. It's like we've been fed. We are fed this yeah. every day and from every direction. Direction. And that is not the language of scripture. The language of scripture is not scarcity for us as citizens mm-hmm. of this other kingdom. It's yeah. abundance. Yeah, yeah. And I think that we have to have that le- like that lens of abundance. Okay, mm-hmm. what is what actually God is inviting me into generosity? Yeah. Okay, so he must God must have some way in which I am living in abundance. Yeah. And well, how am I not that aware Jeff's of that? Jeff's question is really good mm-hmm. and has to do with this concept about like storing up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought this was really good. Okay, <laughs> can you read? Are you want to read it? Yeah. Or? Oh, did oh. You, oh, I can read it. I thought maybe you'd want to address it in your stream of thought here. Mm-hmm. So Jeff says uh, the concept of like storing treasure up in heaven has often felt capitalist or like deferred greed to me. And he wants us to help understand that. Yeah, better. do you have something to say? At well, all? off the top of my head, mm-hmm. I think they're one, the very. It's not the concept of storing things up that is inherently critiqued. It's mm-hmm. storing up literal wealth mm-hmm. versus, and, and, and we would say Jesus in other places uh, says like wealth that um, uh, thieves can come in and steal mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, moth mm-hmm. can destroy, right? Mm-hmm. These, there's temporal wealth that Mm -hmm. isn't really worth much. Mm -hmm. And then there is spiritual wealth. Mm -hmm. And then I think this ties in, what made me want to address that, is it ties in with what you were saying, is that there actually is an abundance. Mm -hmm. And so when Jesus is saying, store things up in heaven, he's Mm -hmm. saying store spiritual wealth up in heaven, that there is plenty for everyone. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. everyone has access to. Sure, sure. I mean, I don't, yeah, I would, it would... The, the, um, there, yeah, I think there's, there could be something there related to, I am storing this up for myself. It's hoarding, mm. more hoarding for self, sure, right? Sure, sure. Um, or, I mean, or for, if, on selfishness or selfish reasons. Well, um, that would be a, that's a philosophical conundrum, right? Because being selfless would be storing up. <laughs> like, you know right, what I mean? Right, like, right. if you are But it's for you. I'm not self- storing up so that my neighbors can eat. I'm storing up so that me and mine are okay. Right, like that would be. Oh, you're talking literal storing up, not yeah, like if I'm hoarding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm speaking on the human side Uh versus yeah, but yeah, and maybe it's our lens of like a capitalist. Well, I think think we read it that way. I think that's 100 percent how we think about it. I think it's more um, Jesus is using an example of like Mm -hmm. what 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 people long for, Mm -hmm. right? Like the poor, and obviously even his disciples had a an envy, maybe even a covetousness, mm-hmm. right? So this might be a teaching that was for everybody present, right? Because they clearly had this very positive image of the wealthy and going like, whoa, if they can't be saved, who can be, mm-hmm. right? So he might have been addressing that for everybody there, mm-hmm. all right? Um, but so... I, I think it might be as simple as, you know, this is the image, the image of storing up things. I'm going to take that and say there are good things to store up. Right. And I think, let me go to this because I think there are, um, I want to talk, because I think that there is a, uh, um, a, it is about our the values, mm-hmm. right? And and I think it's exactly what you're saying. It's a metaphor. It's like a way in which like, if mm-hmm. you want to accumulate stuff, yeah, right? Here's what you should accumulate. Okay. Right? So, um, uh, first Timothy, Paul is writing to Timothy and he's giving him instruction on, on, whoop, on, on his life. And he says this, a devout, a devout life does bring wealth, but it's the rich simplicity of being yourself before God. Mm-hmm. Since we entered the world penniless and we leave it penniless, if we have bread on the table and shoes on our feet, that's enough. But if it's only money, so I just think that there's, right, like it is sort of this like accumulation of wealth, things we can touch, things mm-hmm. that like what we think is so important, right? It's a yeah. where, are, your tr- where your heart is, there your treasure will be sort right, of thing, right. right? So is your is treasures, and that's why you store up treasures in earth, not in heaven, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if or in heaven, not on earth. So if yeah. we're storing here, the things here are temporal. Right. The, the other things, the heaven things, mm-hmm. right? Right. Are, are eternal right. store up eternal things mm-hmm. right um, 
But if it's only money, these leaders are after 1 Timothy 6, verse 9. They'll self-destruct in no time. Lust for money brings trouble and nothing but trouble. Going down that path, some lose their footing in the faith completely and live to regret it bitterly ever after. But you, Timothy, man of God, run for your life, run for your life from all this. Pursue a righteous life, a life of wonder. And I think this is what the rich young ruler was being invited into, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I'm asking you to turn, like, don't go after money. Don't be like, com- like, think about all the time we as humans spend about wealth, about money, about accumulating, which is yeah. about our safety and our inse- like insecurities, addressing all that it's like don't don't do that like this stuff is all gonna be gone in a moment Mm. you come with nothing you leave with nothing Mm. like why are you spending and storing for this temporal thing you run for your life from all that pursue a life a righteous life a life of wonder faith love steadiness courtesy run hard and fast in the faith seize the eternal life the life you were called Mm. to the life you so fervently embraced in the presence of so many witnesses I'm charging you before the life Life-giving God and before Christ, who took a stand before Pontius Pilate and didn't give an inch. Keep this command to the letter and don't slack off. Our master, Jesus Christ, is on his way and he'll show up right on time. His arrival guaranteed by the blessed and undisputed ruler, high king, high God. He's the only one death can't touch. His light's so bright, no one can get close. He's never been seen by human eyes. Human eyes can't take him in. So honor to him. Eternal mm. rule. Yeah, that's the message. <laughs> Tell tell those who are rich in this world's wealth to quit being so full of themselves and so obsessed with money, which is here today and gone tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So that, I think that, right, that's the contrast. Absolutely. The eternal and the the here and now, like gone, you know, the perishable and the unperishable, right? Tell them to go after God. This is what he's saying. If we are wealth, this is, I think, instruction to us because mm-hmm. we are actually wealthy, mm-hmm. right? We, we have the ability to accumulate yeah. in our, yeah. for most of us, right? Tell those who are rich in this world, quit being so full of yourselves, obsessed with money, here today, gone tomorrow. Tell them to go after God who piles on all the riches we could ever manage to do good, to be rich in helping others, mm. to be extravagantly generous. Yeah. If they do that, they'll build a treasury that will last, gaining life that is truly life and oh my dear timothy guard the treasure do you hear the language like guard the treasure like Mm -hmm. we need to re-envision what is valuable Uh, what is wealth right what is right guard the treasure you were given guard it with your life avoid the talk show religion and the practice confusion of the so-called experts people caught up Mm. in a lot of talk can miss the whole point of faith Mm. Like, I think that's the instruction here Mm -hmm. that Jesus is. That was the invitation for the rich young ruler. Turn away from this stuff that's going to disappear, that's Mm -hmm. temporal, and like go after the eternal stuff. Like, stop obsessing about that thing. I'll take care of it. Like, now I get it. Like, there's the real, right? But that's the invitation. That's where our our focus is intended Mm -hmm. to be, where our heart is is intended to be yeah and that address trust that ad- 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 addresses the scarcity we experience um um this means i think as citizens it means that we are called to confront the systems that are oppressing others to look at those things in full faith you know mm-hmm. full value and there is a rescue that we do like a very physical and a spiritual rescue right mm-hmm. that a liberation that god wants for our lives right. for us not to be tied like so what good is it if we're like we want you to be we want um, brown and black people to be liberated from the economic oppression, but then we're still bound by and tied to this temporal way, yeah, right? Yeah. And like, we can't, I honestly, we, can we even do both, right? right? Um, the invitation is, the, is to be liberated um, wherever we are in the spectrum right. of that. And, and, and the question we come before God is, how are we, how, God, or, or it's the invitation is, God, come and liberate us from our own stuff, mm-hmm. And how can I participate in your liberation mm. of others in this system that we exist in? Yeah. 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 It's an exchange of values. I mean, I, I, I think that's what discipleship is, mm-hmm. right? Is, is Jesus holding up like, here's the standard. This is, this is truth. Mm-hmm. And um, us deciding, can we conform to that or not? Yeah. You know, and because um, you see what it's such a cool image of like one person saying, yeah, I can't conform to that. You ask too much, Jesus, mm-hmm. and walk away. 
and his disciples aren't just like, yeah, whatever you say, Jesus, right? They're, mm-hmm. They've got questions. Mm-hmm. They, you know, uh, if this is hard for mm-hmm. us, that's okay. It was hard for the disciples, mm-hmm. right? It was difficult for them. And so they're like, how can this be possible? How can, you know, yeah. they had to wrestle with it. And that is what lifelong mm-hmm. discipleship is, mm-hmm. is going, all right, Jesus, I, maybe I understand this intellectually, but I sure don't feel it yet. I don't know how to act it out, but it, and I have to practice. I have to figure mm-hmm. this out. Mm-hmm. But that, listen to that call that, that invites you, that invitation mm-hmm. to start working it out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so. Yeah. yeah. We're going to um, close today. There's a song that I wrote actually kind of wrestling with a lot of these ideas. And um, um, there's a passage of scripture that says, let no debt remain outstanding, but the debt of love to one another. And um, so uh, we're going to close today with um, that song and um, hope that you just, you know, sit in some of this stuff. And I know that the grace of God is there for all of us um, in this. And um, yeah, I just, we'll just, we'll just let God do what he needs to do in our hearts and in our lives and just inviting you to just sit in those questions and, and um, have conversations around those things too. So um, yeah. Thanks for being with us today. We'll close with yeah, love you guys. Song.
Hey guys. Hey. You stopped it a little early, Sonia? Yeah, whoops. Mm. That was a little accident. Seamless. <laughs> Seamless. Love it. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, I don't know if you had anything planned for right now, but I was just going to uh, really quickly let people know um, if you want to kind of join uh, the Zoom. We're going to stop the live in a few minutes here whenever Paul and Sonia are wrapped up. But if you want to join the Zoom and just say hello, um, send a quick email to thegroveschurch at gmail.com. That's the email that I put in the YouTube chat. And uh, yeah, we'll get to see your face and, and say hello. So Cool. Yeah. The only thing I wanted to do is just pray for us and um, close us out with that. So, awesome. Yeah. So let's uh, pray together. Lord, we are grateful for the provision that you uh, give us, for the blessing that you pour out on us, God. We ask for uh, forgiveness for the way we have uh, used our wealth at times. Um, Lord, we ask that you would allow us to live uh, in conviction that would bring about transformation and change, but not be overcome uh, by shame, uh, Father, because we know that's not uh, from you. That you want us to feel that tug of difference and and the discrepancy between your way and our way, and uh, to have that moment of choice and God. And so I, um, I long to be like your disciples to wrestle through, to stumble through what it is to learn your way. Um, and and I hope that is the the prayer of all of us as a uh, as a people. God, continue to provide because we know that you have made enough for all of us. So um, help us. Help uh, those who are suffering and struggling during this time. Uh, provide work. Provide uh, food and housing, God. Provide the, the health care people need, Lord. And um, show us what our role in, in uh, those things are. Lord, what is it that you ask of us? Um, give us guidance, show us opportunities. Um, Lord, let us constantly be challenged by this image of, of someone who was asked to give it all and just couldn't do it. Um, Lord, give us grace uh, when we have those days that we are more like the rich young ruler than we are like uh, your followers. And um, draw us back to yourself uh, to wrestle with that question. Lord, we love you. I pray blessing on everybody here, God. Let your uh, face shine on us, God. And um, we love you and give you this day. In Jesus' name, amen.